welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast, the internet broadcast heard around the world and in your very home. Simply ask your smart speaker to stop spying on me. This week we find out what happens when you let Reddit draw whatever it wants on the internet. Spoiler alert! The lack of penises will shock you to your very core. And now, here are your podcast hosts, whose MS Paint renditions of the Mona Lisa would make spectacular NFTs, Lindsay Ford and Allison Goldberg. What up, what up? Hi, friends. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And we are the two girls, and this is the podcast. Welcome. So Matt and I are like super relaxed. We just got back from vacation, and Lindsay's like super stressed. That's yeah, what's that's, going on. I'm, I'm 1,000% the opposite of relaxed. Yeah. If yeah. we could imagine being away with people that you enjoy for an entire week and then not being that, I'm the not being mm. that. <laughs> Lindsay is is periodically muting herself and then recording another podcast at the same time we're recording this. It's very frenetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very busy and I'm moving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Is that good? No. Is that good? But who's okay. gonna it's come not help good. you out tomorrow? Not I tomorrow. Am. Hopefully the day after tomorrow. Wait, I you want me to come Wednesday? You don't want yes, me to come please. Tuesday? <laughs> yes, please. Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Scheduling in my calendar. It's in my calendar. It's in my calendar. Podcast. It's in my calendar. Yeah. Scheduling okay. the podcast. Yeah. What, what What happened? What's uh, can you say? What, oh, what happened? Did you, my, um, are you getting evicted? <laughs> kind of. My roommates are selling the house <laughs> that we live in. Aww. And originally they were like, yeah, out by June 1st, that'll be great. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's good because I'm leaving the country for the first week of May. And they're like, oh, could you be out by May 1st, two weeks ago? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sucks. I mean, yeah, I have to, right? Like you need to sell the house. So that's yeah. what's happening. But you found a new place. I found a new place and it is with friends. So oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be good. I think ultimately it's going to be good. But, like, I fucking hate moving and I have to do it all the time. So Sucks. let's get me on TV, people, so I can put a down payment on a tiny-ass house. I don't care. I just want to never move. Yeah, I want to <laughs> move one more time and never again. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. But, Matt, how was your first trip in, like, at least two years? It was a long time. We look back at our sort of calendar or whatever and just like having kids and job stuff and whatever, like we we have taken some time off here and there, but we have not like gone on vacation and been away for like six or seven years. Obviously, then the pandemic hit and we didn't go anywhere or do anything. Um, and we went to Key West, Florida, and it was spectacular and so great to be in a warm, warm place doing mostly nothing, just hanging by the pool and eating good food, uh, for about a week and change. And, uh, the kids had a blast. We had a, we had a great time. Highly recommend it. And for long time listeners, Matt's definition of good food is, uh, a sandwich, just any kind yeah. of sandwich at all. Um, the sure. more basic, the better. Yeah. It's just like a turkey mm-hmm. and cheese. Mm-hmm. That's Matt's heaven. What about a pickle? Oh yeah. You got to get a pickle <laughs> yeah. on the side or on it. Either way. Either, either way. way. Either but way. The, the pickle one, the remains one to... my favorite word. It will always be my pickle. <laughs> It'll always be my favorite. Like what? Pickle. pickle. I'm in a pickle. Yeah. Okay. Go on. There's a lot of history to Key West and the Florida Keys and apparently Cubans brought chickens. It's not a farming town. There's no farms there, but Cubans brought domesticated chickens over in the 18 whatevers. And then it became a bird sanctuary. So you're not allowed to harm or kill or eat the chickens. So there are literally chickens and roosters everywhere on like you're walking down the street and like a gang of chickens is like coming at you. That's cool. So we enjoyed sitting at a restaurant eating a chicken sandwich while chickens were like walking under our feet and waiting for us to like drop food. I'm like, how much chicken have these chickens (gasps) eaten in their lifetime? There's like 300 restaurants on this tiny island and uh, it's just bars and restaurants everywhere. They've eaten a lot of chicken. Oh, that's yeah. terrifying. Well, I, here's the I next thing. Wish were they I didn't know that. super healthy looking? They looked okay. I mean, they, yeah, they were not like... do you like, think the best diet for a chicken is a chicken and we should be no. eating people? <laughs> no. 
Maybe. No. You don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. You don't know. Yeah. Nobody, Somebody nobody. knows. How could you know? Somebody no. knows. <laughs> and they decided for society's sake, it probably wasn't best. Yeah. Not a good idea. You know pigeons in New York? Yeah. That's chickens in Key West. They're just everywhere getting in your business, being like mangy who's got garbage who's got food i'm here for it that's what chickens <laughs> i do. want you to say that again in your best chicken voice yeah, that's all i got i love that you went for it thank you mm-hmm. yeah. QS is surprisingly just strikingly beautiful considering how really you know is. it's florida <laughs> i mean every everything is florida everything in florida is beautiful but the problem it's is such a florida. terrible place that we we try not to <laughs> I go mean, there no offense and to then our, when you our go, listeners from florida because i do know some wonderful people in florida and no, I, if you're listening to this pot everybody needs to relax when when we say something and it sounds like a generalization i don't need you to come at me with not all floridians <laughs> It's it's just impossible that everyone somewhere in everyone that qualifies in a category is one thing, right? Like it's just impossible, right? But in generalities, Florida is trash. And if you happen to be in Florida and you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not trash. But the person right next to you, trash. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying like... We got to relax. When I say men are terrible, I mean, historically, throughout all of time, most of the bad things that have happened have been perpetrated by men. (laughs) And that's a fact. And I don't need to say that whole thing when I say men are terrible. Like, you just need to know if I'm talking straight to your face and you are a man, I probably don't think you're terrible or I would be an idiot who would be expecting to get punched in the face right right after I said that. Like... It's right. okay. Lindsay, Lindsay's pretty angry today. Let's talk about some positive news about Florida. No, I'm not angry. Which I'm, is, I'm lacking which sleep is. and I'm explaining to people that you don't need to be personally offended when I say Florida is trash just okay. because you live in Florida. Let's talk about the amazing thing that some Florida teachers have done, which is they sent out a form letter to other teachers being like, here's what you can do about this new don't say gay law. And hmm. the letter says... Like, dear parents, uh, as you know, I can no longer talk about gender or sexuality, so I will not be referring to your students as boy or girl. I will be referring to all of them as they. We won't be able to have books with, you know, um, a mom and a dad. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's really smart. Yeah. Because it abides by the law completely. You're right. It, it's it's wonderful. And then these conservative moms are like, we need to fight this. And I'm like, okay, so now you're admitting that the don't say gay bill is, is bad about not saying <laughs> don't say gay. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, no, it's just like, why should they learn about sexuality? But then when a teacher right. said, okay, that includes heterosexuality, they got mad. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the letter's pretty brilliant. And if you Google it, you can find it online. And it's like, I need to find that Shiro. Or hero or zero. There are great things that happen every single day. And I follow a couple of... Name one. Well, <laughs> one, one thing is a dog licks a person's hand every single damn day. And if that has never Prove happened to it. you... Show me the I'll video data, it happening my to me every okay, damn okay. day. But I follow <laughs> this... this uh, whatever, Upworthy. And they send you like beautiful little... Things that happen every day, like a, a dog meeting a baby for the first time and bringing Fucking it its babies. little chew toy. That is very cute. Now, if I may serve you a segue on a beautiful platter. Mm, love it. R slash uplifting news is a delightful subreddit that is, sounds very similar to what you were describing, Lindsay. So oh my gosh, uh, I love subscribe it. to that. Yeah. And, so um, only positive stories. Only positive stories. What we're looking at today, but we are looking at r slash place which does seem surprisingly lovely because ultimately well we'll get into it with our guest but it's a it's a it's not complicated it's kind of a happy place it's kind of a happy place yeah it's people are forced to collaborate and this this basically social experiment surprisingly did not get taken over by hate groups. It remained pretty positive. And so we're going to be talking about this social experiment, r slash place, with our guest, whom we have had on previously. Popular. Our guest is quite popular. Speaking of not all fill in the blank, 
I do. I am annoyed by this stereotype of like Reddit users or Reddit communities being like misogynistic and hateful and racist. But name it. Name any platform on the internet that well, does not have pockets Reddit, of shitty people. I think social experiments turn out pretty <gasps> that, negative. For sure, for sure. Like for, that that's, bot that's fair. that quickly turned into a Nazi. Does y'all remember that? <laughs> Tay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. So I don't. I don't. I mean, I do think Reddit has some issues, but I was more referencing the fact oh, that yeah, most social experiments turn uh, pretty hateful. But this but one I, did not. But I think. Well, I mean, you know, not to say like, show me the data on that, but like, it is interesting to me, like, and we've said it, we've talked about it here before, like Wikipedia, anyone can edit it. Well, obviously it's just going to be a Nazi show, but it turns out it wasn't when enough normal people, yeah, (laughs) when enough regular people are like, we care about this, then it, then it becomes a beautiful thing. And our slash place, amazingly, you think it's going to go wrong and it's just so many passionate people uh, making it cool. And they so, quash establish... it when people try to, yes, I mean, self-policing. We, we can maybe talk about it with our guests, but like, I mean, if we talk about it now, we don't have to, but the, mm-hmm. when people did try to like post tiny pixels of swastikas and stuff and people were like, hell no. And they were just covering it up. They turned one into the Microsoft homepage. I mean the Microsoft <laughs> windows icon or something like that. So it's, we did, I do think we should look at Wikipedia a little more because I do think it's this amazing example. It's like one of the only, I don't know if you call it community, but it's one of the only ones that really turned out well, uh, really if you want to well. go way back to episode 46, Wow. Women editing thousands episode. of Wikipedia articles in a quest for gender parity. We interviewed Rosie Stevenson Goodnight, who I also think is, wasn't she knighted or something? <laughs> it's like Dame Rosie Stevenson like Goodnight. Oh, yeah, something Dame. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was a badass bitch. So if you're interested, if you're interested in Wikipedia, that's the episode we have so far. But I do think it'd be and cool to look at more at too. that. Oh, wait, what else uh, did we do? Bill, Bill Butler <laughs> talked about... Um, He's been a Wikipedian for a long time, and he got more into the, the the nuts and bolts of like, you can't just edit a page. You have to hop into the back end of the page and talk about what you're going to do with other people who care about the page. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some consensus about, all right, we're going to change this date because actually it was recorded here and it's a more reliable source or whatever. And it's a process. It's not a shit show. Yeah. And that's very interesting to me. I remember when Wikipedia came out, I think, and like teachers were like, you can't use Wikipedia as a reference in your thing. And then literally not that long after, maybe like two years after there were studies that showed that Wikipedia articles were within like two percentage points of accuracy of traditional encyclopedias, like Encyclopedia Britannica. And in most cases (laughs) were more accurate. Which yeah. is because Encyclopedia awesome. Britannica is edited by one white guy. You know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but like it's a narrow it's field of expertise. He does it all, <laughs> Mr. Britannica. Um, um, so, r slash place. You can change the color of a pixel once every five minutes. And so it was basically this massive social experiment. But the problem is, since you have to wait five minutes to change another pixel, you really can't create anything unless you work together, which is what the internet quickly Mm. found out. So a bunch of different, really interesting trends and patterns occurred. And r slash place initially launched once in 2017 and then reddit decided to do it again this year for april fools april 2022 so that's what we're looking at today and i'm also really curious how it changed between 2017 and 2022 because five Mm -hmm. years in Mm -hmm. internet time is a long time Mm -hmm. agreed each subreddit sort of sent their emissaries of like, hey, we need to carve out a spot on our on the place. So it's like, hey, we all love a sports team. So they're going to make the sports team logo in the bottom left corner. And like you said, Ali, like every the members of that subreddit need to collaborate and work together and communicate so that it doesn't look like a bunch of nonsense. It actually looks like. Yeah. Pixel what art, was interesting is apparently art. there was a lot of organization on 
on Discord, a lot of big Twitch users were leading the charge yeah. as well. There was a, apparently a big Ukrainian flag that was placed. So Yes, that's right. Yeah, and then that's some awesome. that were never touched at all, which is so interesting. Like, why were those tiles never touched, you know? <laughs> so that's what we're going to get into today. Even though I'm apparently a little crabby today, um, <laughs> I do feel happy to know that there's some good in the internet world. And she's you know? also excited for trivia. Oh, trivia. Lindsay is a fan of the trivia. Allie, she's a little tired of it. Three years of trivia questions. <laughs> she likes I've it. She's over it. I've always been horrible at trivia. Like, I don't do <laughs> trivia nights. Lindsay You're... does trivia nights. I know, which uh, makes it worse, though, when you get it and I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are talking about Reddit, known as the front page of the internet. Uh, it was founded by Alexis Ohanian and Steve Huffman in June 2005, many billions of years ago. Uh, the name Reddit kind of meant I read it, like I read this or I read an article on the internet and it was a place to share interesting links. You really could not create content on Reddit in the early days. You were just sharing stuff from other websites and there was not even a comments section on the platform for its first six months. That was a much later development. Uh, but Reddit might not have been the name that they settled on. Uh, in a blog post from about eight years ago, Ohanian himself said he dug up an email from 2005 that he sent to his co-founder with a list of very bad names that they were considering for this platform. So I'm going to list some of these names here. Most of these were real names that uh, Alexis and Steve were thinking about for this uh, launch. One of these names I made up. Which of these names is not real and was never in contention to be Reddit? Okay, one day I want a list of all of the trivia options that Matt made up. Can we just read everything that you made just up? Just as a, as a Ooh, list. Oh, that's a fun one. Just like, welcome to Matt's fucked up brain. Maybe if there's like a week <laughs> that we don't have a guest, it's just Matt's brain. And we I just like, read all of fun. the made up ones. Yeah, that would be so. Which one of, of or it could be like, which one of these three did Matt not make up? <laughs> it's reverse <laughs> trivia all day long. Right, right. So just to clarify here, I'm going to give you five. Four of them are really from Alexis Ohanian's email inbox, and one of them is made up. So you're okay. looking for the fake one. Okay. Was Reddit originally going to be called a voxperk.com? Okay. B lexpop.com Oh, that's a real one. C dosedose.com. That's D O S E like a dose of medicine. Okay? Mm -hmm. D ripefresh.com. Good god. Or E linkzip.com. Mm. And I can repeat these if you need Yeah, uh, one more time. So straight help. through, straight through. Let me hear them all together. A, you fucking Vox psycho. Perk. <laughs> B, Lexpop. <laughs> C, dosedose.com. D, ripefresh.com. Or E, linkzip.com. Good job, Matt. Honestly, because that's like a, that's like a nice relic of like early aughts or something, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Or I guess, yeah, of like, hey, late what aughts. words are not taken? Let's make well, some like shit random, up uh, you know, for our website. It was just very early internet. It was like... Totally. Beep, I don't know. I think... I don't know, Allie, what do you think? I'm just like feeling dose dose, like for no reason, just fucking mm -hmm, feeling it. Mm -hmm. I'm just feeling because like mm -hmm. that's what I want to go out. with. That's because mm -hmm. Matt spelled it out. Well, because, the trap, yeah, I don't I mean, know. The I don't know. I just, gets, that's, yeah. I just have to go with the only gut that I, I have know. here. I'm going to go with link zip because it just sounds so boring. <laughs> like, come here if you want to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it also like is what it was supposed to be. But maybe that was Matt's no. That's fake why I think it's a beginning. good trick. That's why I think it's a good mm -hmm. trick. I like the strategy. You, she goes to trivia nights. That's why she I don't knows. know. This is nothing like trivia night. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> There's no beers here. <sighs> All right, we will find out. Allie goes with Dose Dose. Uh, Lindsay goes with LinkZip.com. We will find out which is the one that I made up after this very important commercial break. First and foremost, we would like to thank all of the people who put a happy little pixel in our hearts. Those are our Patreon supporters. That was you pretty are good. Awesome. 
(laughs) 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 And if you would like to be thanked live to tape on this podcast by name, you can donate at the $10 or more level, just like live to tape. I was thinking that too. I'm, I'm sorry. I just enjoyed that. Like this is like CNN or some shit. Continue. Yeah. It's live to tape. This is totally how. Yeah. Whatever happens, we put it in we the show in, and yo. then it goes out. We don't do it over again. They know that's a lie. We don't edit. We don't edit. <laughs> Wesley Cordell. <laughs> Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips. Oh, Matthew Scott. Melissa Elliott. William. Ken M. Jessica Kybell. You all rock, putting little square-shaped images in our brains and hearts. Thank you so much. And if you didn't get your name said and you would like to, please donate at the ten dollar or more level at patreon.com slash 2G1P. Number one online community for livestock by livestock next door, courtesy of Best of Next Door. To my neighbor that complained to the city about my chickens, I want to thank you because I didn't know I'm allowed to have up to 25. And I don't even have half that. So thanks for the complaint. I learned something today. I used to live next door to that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you got the ad. You connected him with me. We set it up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Big money. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, where I used to live next door to people that had chickens, but they also had a motion-censored light. And so somebody would walk past the light, it would wake up the chickens and they'd cock-a-doodle-doo whenever they wanted or whenever the light came on. I thought you were going to say that the chickens activated the light and then it was just like on-off, on-off lights all day long. That too. Truly, the annoyances of that situation are endless. This is a whole thing where like certain cities are like, you can, with, you have this square footage, you can have this many like livestock animals. And it's like, do we have to have that? Do we have to do that here? <laughs> well, my friend has a bunch of chickens and they're kind of cute. When she was originally going to get them, she was going to name them all after chicken dishes. And then she got them and liked them and was like, I can't be calling this little baby adobo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, now I just want chickens so I can do that. Let's talk about how our friends Gary and John got chickens and named them after pop stars. So we had Rihanna, Lady Cluck Cluck, <laughs> Behense, Lady what? Lady Cluck Lady Cluck. 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 Yeah, nice. say there were a bunch, I forget, but they were all wonderful. Spectacular. Oh, my mm. God. Yeah. Oh, well I have done. another friend who got chickens, and I proposed to her that she should do only feminist names like Susan Beak Anthony. <laughs> love that. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I had a whole list going. I don't remember, but I was so proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. And then if you had a rooster to, to, to you know, keep things in, in line, to fuck, what, what, to what do you mean? Harriet Cluckman. <laughs> <laughs> mm, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of options. That was a, a hen one, not a rooster one. That was it, right? Oh, yeah. it was Amelia yeah. Egghart was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying Excellent. to remember. This is years ago. For the rooster, nice. I don't know. I have to think about it and get back to you. I can't be put on the spot uh, like that. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right. Get back to me after this uh, trivia segment. Right, uh, we're going to give you the answer here. Whee! The founders of Reddit, which we were talking about today, uh, were thinking up names for this new link sharing network that they were building uh, and sent an email of like, I don't know, 30 different names. I've listed five of them here. Uh, and one of them I made up. Ali, you ch- you thought that dosedose.com was uh, made up by me. Lindsay chose link zip as the fake one. Sticking with those answers, I presume? Mm, no, I'm going to go back to LexPop. <gasps> I'm switching to She's LexPop. Changing. She's changing. <laughs> I like it's it allowed. so much. I just hope you made okay. it up. LexPop. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's going to okay. be link zip and I'm going to throw my microphone. Okay. Uh, the correct answer is, or I should say the wrong answer is, please do not throw your microphone. It is link zip. I knew I it. That up I knew this it. This morning. I knew it. All the rest of these were in consideration. Other options included So Snoo, My Snoo. Snoo is the um, the the little white alien 
mascot of Reddit is known as a snoo. Oh, so there was a lot of snoo it's names. It's also what you put a baby in so it won't wake uh, up. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, perk, perku, Gaxu, Red Snoo, Fresco Perk, all these dot coms. Uh, many, many others that are also just, I don't know. I'm sure Reddit was also stupid and stupid sounding it, when it began. You know, anything could be anything. It's still kind of stupid sounding. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing, since we were talking about feminism, <laughs> go figure, I love it when. They're talking about Alexis Ohanian, and they they say Serena Williams' husband, the founder of Reddit, and they never say his name. They do it so often, <laughs> and it's so funny. And or, but they'll like, or they'll mention it, but they mostly refer to him as Serena Williams' husband, and I just love it so much. Well, like on the scale of fame, like. Uh, Serena Williams is much more famous and known than he is, even though he's a known figure. Yeah, I but that, that it doesn't matter. It used to be it doesn't matter if you're a woman, you're still sure. somebody else's husband, even if you're the famous one. Totally. Especially if he's a billionaire. Sure. And I think he likes it too, which is why they're a great couple. Well, you know what I'm excited to learn about? r slash place let's do yeah. it <laughs> let's do it okay everyone we are so excited to have our guest back it is my first time interviewing him but it is his second time on the show jay hoffman is the creator of the history of the web newsletter he also has a lot of things in the work he's got his own podcast he had a show on cbs so everyone give a big round of applause in your own home where we definitely can't hear you for jay hoffman oh thank you thank you glad to be here yeah i'll put like a studio audience in there like a big a big oh my gosh definitely i love it we'll get it in post we'll get it in post (laughs) love it so jay let's start from the beginning can you give our listeners a quick rundown of the first experiment in this realm. So the million dollar homepage. So, you know, it's 2005. So you kind of got to like put your head, I think, in in where the web was at that point, which is still very much focused on content. But, you know, Google Maps is coming out at that point. Gmail is coming out at that point. Like it is starting to enter into, I think, your average everyday people's homes. You know, it's, it's something that pretty much everybody could access. It's kind of in a, a phase where people are starting to, they're still trying a lot of experiments and things like that. So out of that comes Million Dollar Homepage. It's a very simple idea. It's done by a college student in England. Uh, His name is Alex Too. He essentially wants to make money off of the web and works backwards from there and decides, you know, I'm going to create a page and it's going to have a million pixels on it, right? So just lay out a grid on a page. Each pixel is going to be sold on it for $1. You can't buy just one pixel. There's all sorts of rules. You have to buy a hundred at a time and stuff like that. But he figures, you know, off of the the concept alone, he can probably get enough traffic to cover it. And he is very right in that. Um, so people start to <laughs> to use it pretty quickly. I still don't understand why anyone would want to buy pixels. A thousand drop a thousand dollars on a random web page. Even back then, I don't get it. But this is why. I'm more of a broke bitch, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, could not be bothered. And he was like, I'm a millionaire. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, people really didn't understand the value. You know, we have like the pay-per-click. Everybody can track like, this is my 10 cents that I just spent on this ad. Like, did it actually work out and stuff like that? But nobody really knew at that point. And if you compare it to an ad in a print magazine or something, it's basically peanuts, you know? So Right, but in a magazine, there's a bit of guaranteed traffic. That's like, true. oh, there's this news, there's this magazine that we all know. He created the demand at the same time as creating the thing of like, hey, I'm going to do this stupid thing. And everyone's like, oh, I want to look at that thing. And there's your eyeballs. And then it, be- it instantly becomes valuable because it's so weird. You know, that's what I loved about it. It was so fucking, it probably shouldn't have worked, but it just... Maybe it hit at the right moment or got the right traction somehow. Clearly. I mean, if you look at it, it's a fever dream. It's like, <laughs> it looks like the dystopian future that Ready Player One is trying to promise us. And you're like, what's going on here? It's like the there's misspellings that they just were like, yeah. There's one that's, that I remember. It says, I'm rich. You're not. Y-O-U-R. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's like, well, I can spell and you can't. So, <laughs> <laughs> which one would you rather have, a million bucks or be able to spell? Ooh, it's a toss up. And not to start a controversy, but 
Isn't that about the same as buying an NFT these days? I mean, that's essentially the same premise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand those either. Please help. In in 10 years, we're going to look back and be like, wow, this 13-year-old made $12 million (laughs) selling her fifth grade art. Good for her. Like, what's going on with us? I've decided in this moment, I'm selling my TikToks as NFTs. Thank you. Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) No, seriously, a tech bro last week was like, you need to be selling your TikToks as NFTs. And I was like, fucking kill me. But I think, you know, what? Let's give it a whirl. Money's money. I'll give you 10% to do it for me. (laughs) Oh, that is a really good idea. (laughs) Okay, so I should get 3% for coming up with the idea. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So that guy actually is the founder of Calm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I love that. He's got an entrepreneurial brain. He does. It's amazing. It's really fascinating. Because the million dollar homepage is the opposite of calming. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe after 10 years of chaos, he was like, I'm going to create a meditation app, you know? Yeah, yeah, he needed it. And so do we all. I actually think that was it, you know? He like, he tried, he tried to do the million dollar homepage like three more times in different ways. Huh. None of them worked, right? Because like, and it goes back to like, I think if you did it two years earlier or two years later, it wouldn't have worked anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then he was like, all right, meditation. I need to chill out. <laughs> That's what he did. I love it. Good for you, Mr. Two. <laughs> Can you tell us how the million dollar homepage was kind of the progenitor of our slash place? And in doing so, can you also tell our listeners what is our slash place? Reddit in 2017, they created a subreddit called Place. It was done on April Fool's Day. So it was kind of like in that spirit, although it was not a joke. You know, you can actually do it. Conceptually, they're similar. I'm not sure if, you know, I think it came from a similar place in that it started with a very blank grid and each pixel was selectable. But it kind of brought it out from being something that you pay for into something that anybody can basically from the Reddit community could select what color each pixel should be. The thing was, is that each person could only do one pixel every five minutes. And what that meant was you needed to work alongside lots and I mean, hundreds of other people if you ever wanted to create something that was actually like sustainable and like looked like anything, right? So you can only do one pixel at a time. You can only do it every five minutes and anybody can change any pixel. Lots of interesting experiments, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but you know, your work, you could create this like magnificent work of art and it could be erased in minutes (laughs) if you didn't kind of play your cards right. So (laughs) that was the experiment. It ran for a couple of days and they really, I don't know if they anticipated uh, the popularity that was going to have, but it really did explode at the time. I think there's something sort of attractive about something being in the moment, you know, like we don't have the connection to like appointment TV anymore, you know, and Hmm. even concerts can be streamed at a later date. If it's someone you really love, it's probably going to be a Netflix special. So I think the idea that you know, for a few days, this thing is going to be up and you have to work with Mm. people in real time to make it happen if you want to be a part of it. That's kind of attractive. I I can see. Again, like flash your mind back to 2017. It was, we were still very much (laughs) in that, like, you know, internet moments. Um, You know, when was the dress, you know, like that, it's kind of that vibe Mm. with the internet. Oh yeah. (laughs) Everyone is on board with one thing. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So like the idea of being part of something on the internet was like really special and interesting and fun. So what colors did you see though? Very importantly, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the dress? Yeah. I, I still can only see the golden white. Yes, me too. I've never looked. What? Well, that is outrageous. That's crazy, Allie. <laughs> what? And I don't want to. You're fired from this internet podcast. <laughs> it's very fun. It just, it's it's more of a brain experiment. It shows how your brain can do crazy things. Let's go back to our slash place. Okay. <laughs> uh, so something I love about it too is like this human need to create, right? Nobody, or not nobody, but it seems like most people weren't interested in just doing a random pixel, right? They they There's this need to then coalesce into communities and factions and create things. Things. It's both, but the, on, the, on the dark side, it's also like this weird tribalism seemed to occur as well. That's not really a question. It's more of amusing, <laughs> but I was wondering what you thought about that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, first of all, it's the Reddit community, and I think they're more willing to just like try something weird almost immediately than maybe other places. You know, like I think if Facebook did this, people wouldn't know what to do, for instance. But true. putting that aside, like I think that what was really interesting is that people kind of coalesced around certain goals. A group of people literally recreated the Mona Lisa and like kept that maintained and up to date so that nobody else could erase it. But Mm. as I'm kind of alluding to, 
another group of people decided like we are just going to erase everybody's work and they just turned every pixel they could black oh yeah (laughs) and then some people like wanted to create flags and things like that and then other people wanted to create kind of like messages and things like that so it was just interesting it was like choose your camp and then everybody like picked sides and hopped in and like coordinated how to make that work i'm sad about those erasers don't be a poo-poo head guys we're trying to do something here (laughs) but out of that you know out of that destruction came some like really great stuff so who knows you know yeah they didn't want everybody to get like stagnant and just like continue you know like then you have just a clean canvas and there's nothing else to do so yeah what were the other trends that you observed specifically in 2017 well (laughs) i think 2017 was an interesting time for the world i mean for like the subreddit place not just like in general (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think that you know what what was interesting was how quickly people decided to collaborate they basically understood the rules of that almost immediately. Like we are going to need to figure out how to coordinate this. They figured out, you know, they, not everybody stuck to just communicating inside of Reddit. Like people kind of spun out their own tools and started to collaborate in different ways. And you kind of, you had to reach into networks that you already had. Like you couldn't just necessarily like bootstrap a community up from, from the ground up, right? You needed to reach out to networks of people that you already knew. So somebody had a set of vision and then people would collaborate around that vision and there would be fights and factions within individual groups about where to take things. I mean, it's some of the more fascinating conversations because they're happening in real time, but also, you know, it's like five minutes at a time. So it's like you're trying, like, (laughs) there's plenty of space to have those conversations and they were definitely happening. Who were the power tribes? Like, who were the most organized you know, groups on in 2017. So that group, the group, the group that decided to kind of start to spider out and, <laughs> and start destroying things. I mean, there is a time, there's a really interesting time lapse of like the entire thing. So you can kind of watch it unfold in 30 seconds or something. And you can see a time when they absolutely started to grab power and definitely brought some people on because there's an entire kind of section of the, the grid that spiders out black and then, but then disappears again, you know? And, um, you know, so I think that was a big one. And then people wrote messages. That was the one that fascinated me the most. Cause like, how do you, there was like a, there's a few big messages. I mean, there were smaller ones throughout, but it's like, how do you even coordinate that to the point where you can like spell out like readable letters, which people absolutely did. Wow. I guess there were, there must've been teams, like teams that were responsible for the E. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of when Allie and I were in college Allie and I went to Yale and there's only one football game that everybody goes to. It's when Harvard beats us every year, <laughs> but we made, we went, it was, the game was at Harvard and we made everybody, we said we were the Harvard pep club. I wasn't a part of it, but people my year were. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And it was so good. Yeah. And they handed out in, everybody got one piece of paper that was either crimson or cream colored, hmm. which is Harvard's colors. And they were like, okay, at this time during the game, everybody hold up your signs. And they held up their signs and it said, we suck. (laughs) (laughs) It was like an epic prank. He put on, you know, a Yale student put on a Harvard sweatshirt, gave everyone a sign. Everyone was like, yeah, we're in. I think it was like 20 people because they got their whole side of the stadium to like hold these things up and it made it onto like CNN. Yeah. So, but that's so interesting because with our place, if you're coordinating an effort, everyone can see the canvas. So you know what you're doing, but in that really funny example, you're just in the crowd holding up a color. You have no fucking clue what you're part of. Yeah, you have no idea till later. Yeah. But there's a mass, there's a single mastermind who orchestrated it. And that's actually antithetical to the place, even though it's, it's still one pixel. It's really funny. Yeah. But I feel like they might, there must be someone who's like, I think we should do this and then they're getting everybody coordinated like, i'm in charge follow me uh, at this time when when our, when our next five minute thing we're gonna all put in this pixel together and it's gonna say this word i think yeah. one thing the reddit community has learned over the years is how to do exactly that like how to set a vision for like whatever it is i mean you know it can be sometimes it is like silly little prank internet pranks and sometimes it is like big coordinated things that they do but they always they do seem to be good at kind of like rallying around solutions, knowing that like, if I contribute to this person's thing, they'll contribute to my thing. Like there is like kind of a give and take that's, mm. that's I think inside of Reddit, that's not necessarily everywhere. I mean, it is to me, that's, you know, one of the strengths of the web, but it's not always kind of realized in social media. Why do you think that 320 pixels were never touched? That's a good question. 
I don't know. People just forgot about him, I guess. Or maybe, maybe it was like, maybe it's like, we got to keep the, we got to keep this sacred. You know what I mean? Like we got to keep some section of this sacred. That's like the national park of our place. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I gotta, maybe I got to dig into this question. Leave it undisturbed. It's very interesting. We've been talking about, you know, the original R slash place. Which we didn't even mention this, but was created by Josh Wardle of Wordle fame. Mm-hmm. Homeboy is out here just giving us delights for free. And yeah, then that's, that's why later getting celebrated. Did he work for Reddit or was he a, an, an ad, a moderator of something? Uh, what, what's up with that? I think it said he worked there. Yeah. Do you know, Jay? I'm learning this fact for the first time. This is very uh, interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I came across the name and I was like, whatever. It's just another person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the Washington Post article says when he that worked he at worked Reddit. There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Got it. Got it. Because mm-hmm. he, he's a software engineer in general. So it makes sense that he worked for Reddit. Got it. But um, hello. Thank you, Josh Wardle, once again. For all your things. Number one in our hearts. Yeah. So he did this in 2017 and then it came back in 2022. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that maybe Wordle blew up in 2021 and now everybody's like, oh, Let's celebrate Josh again by doing our slash place. <laughs> I mean, I feel there's probably a lot of reasons, right? And, you know, I think from 2017 until 2022, the internet went through some interesting phases. And, you know, like that internet moment thing we were talking about started to recede because there were just, you know, there were bigger things going on. There were larger conversations. There was just a lot of movements that sprung up. But it does feel like... You know, at this point in time, we're able to like maybe return to some of that. And you see some people doing those experiments again. On the flip side of that, you know, I don't know, like some parts of the internet, social media in particular, have gotten kind of boring. And like maybe, you know, it is time to kind of to give that a boost. So I think Reddit's, you know, probably saw that opportunity and, and kind of took advantage of that again. I'm just realizing now the parallels between Wordle and r slash place. I think, Lindsay, you were saying earlier of like, Oh, this is happening now for everyone. It is persistence. Everything is get it whenever you want it. But if you want to do the Wordle today, it's only online today. If you want to put a pixel in now, you got to get in there now and carve out your space. And it's, I don't know, I don't know anything about Josh Wardle, but there's a nowness to these projects that is very fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I now I want to meet Josh Wardle more than ever because he just <laughs> seems Let's get him. like he's out here, like I said, creating delights for the masses. Spreading and joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Similar to how there was very little poison spread on our slash place, you know, <laughs> the Wordle people are out here being like, don't spoil it. And Mm-hmm. Journalists are like, we're writing an article about the Wordle, and people are like, we don't want that. What? I haven't done it yet, you know. And and everyone in the actual world is out here not spoiling the Wordle, like not just right. posting it. It's going to be, you know, it's it's just he's creating really safe and like wholesome communities for us to join in mass, which is very cute. Yeah, Lindsay, that's mm-hmm. a good point that people haven't been spoiling it. Really, I think it's like in order to spoil it, you have to do the wordle but then if you've done it you're probably like well that was pretty that was nice <laughs> yeah yeah right, right we talked about it earlier it, most people are good they're not dickheads most people are not dickheads. <laughs> i disagree i disagree yeah <laughs> strongly disagree i think most people want to be good and even dickheads think they're doing good but they don't realize oh, for sure if i'm not happy and my goal is to make someone else happy i'm probably a dickhead they don't even know that yes someone gave the entire internet a puzzle and are there some people who are like it's 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 phone that's the word of the day (laughs) yes there are some people that better not be today's word (laughs) but 99.9 percent are like oh this is fun can't wait to you know what i mean yeah i always think of um too like in that same vein like i always think of remember twitch plays pokemon was a very similar idea right and i think people do like to come around something that is in the now that is like limited time only which is you know interesting because Most of the things you put like on the internet, like stay there forever. So it is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you think was different about the 2017 experiment and this most recent 2022 experiment? I think the tools, you know, people use to collaborate was the biggest point of difference, you know, mostly happened via like text. And again, in the subreddit in 2017, in this most recent iteration, it seemed that essentially like Twitch streamers took charge this time around. Uh, and we're orchestrating people like in real time 
to try to coordinate kind of what to do. So, you know, I think in some sense that created maybe like grander images and like more like really all out wars that were happening there. But it also was like a little bit more prepackaged and, you know, because it was it was being set at like kind of a higher level. Uh, for the most part. I mean, anybody could participate, but it did seem to kind of bubble out. And that's how a lot of the coordination ended up happening. I assume that it was primarily organized in 2017 within Reddit on different subreddits. I don't know if that's true or not. And then in 2022, there was a lot more organization outside of Reddit. That's right. And, you know, and Reddit's a bigger place, I think, in 2022 than it was in 2017. So it is, you know, yeah, it's able to connect to outside places in a much uh, bigger way, I think this time. And also like Discord is a more real time platform than Reddit is. So if you're really racing to protect your Mona Lisa, you got to be in Discord getting notifications rather than on a subreddit, I suspect. It, it, does that sound accurate, like feasible? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that like on a subreddit, right, it is, you know, you're setting the vision and everyone's doing their best to execute it. But like, I think, you know, I, I haven't seen a ton of the the chatter that happened, but like, I imagine that there were places on Discord where it was getting like pixel by pixel specific. You know what I mean? Like right, right. people minute, were, minute by minute yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like people were mapping out every little thing. And that's, you know, that's interesting and, and really fun too. And one of the pluses that I think is really great is that they did the experiment twice and the same fascinating results happened twice. Like <laughs> it was an incredible place to be both times. The same general concepts happened both times. No, you know, again, people did try to like, quote unquote, ruin it both times, but like, it wasn't just like a black canvas that stayed black for three days. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> right. it was really fun both times. And the fact that you can do that in 2017, you could do that again in 2022. is really great. We were sort of interested in the fact that hate groups did not successfully take it over. I know we've mm -hmm. discussed the black squares, but I, but Lindsay mentioned, right. we also read that, you know, someone tried to make a swastika in 2017 and they, co and it was co-opted. So especially, you know, stereotypically Reddit has been a place for the far right to organize. So why why do you think it wasn't co-opted? I think it can be answered in a few different ways. And one is maybe Matt's right. You know, maybe like generally speaking, people just want to like most people are good. Yeah. And like, or create <laughs> something, you know, like how I honestly, like <laughs> I'm Jewish. So I'm just going to say, you know, like put that context out here, but like a swat stick is just boring. Like on top of being a disgusting <laughs> symbol, like it is like, that's the most boring thing you can do on there, you know? So it's like, you know, so I think part of it is that, but you know, it's not, Nazis need to get more creative. <laughs> well, it's already theft. It's yeah, not exactly. even an original oh, symbol. True. Yeah, yeah, good point. Actually, when I was in Panama, a random sidebar went to an island where their symbol is the swastika. So, and it ha but it has been for like centuries. So there were right. swastikas everywhere. And my friend Lauren and I were visiting two little Jewish girls. We were taking pictures of all the swastikas. <laughs> is this okay? Trigger. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I think that, you know, Reddit's, again, like, has become very good. Or you know, a lot of these Twitch streamers have become very good at fighting those hate groups on different terms. So, like, certain hashtags are trending, like K-pop. Uh, the K-pop community will kind of come out and like just, uh, you know, <laughs> drop a bunch of fan cams essentially on that hashtag to kind of ruin it. Like people become very <laughs> effective at battling those kinds of hate groups and beyond the goal of let's make a SWAT sticker. Like if once that fails, they kind of just like mumble and go away. So mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to like, I think interact with it in a certain way, but it, but these Twitch streamers, the discord people like Reddit people have become very, very effective at that. And it doesn't mean, you know, calling them out and, you know, trying to shine a light on them. It's like, no, you just like hit them on their own terms. And they, they've kind of figured out how to do that. That we as an online society have gotten better at kicking those people out of the conversation, like without moderators or without, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, rules. We, we just as a people are like, Fuck these people. Get at we'll, we'll we'll fix it. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're congregating in their yeah. own spaces and participating in confirmation bias. Exactly. Exactly. Though. Oh, of course, of course. Yep. Oh, we're not solving the problem. We're just get, we're just getting them out of our out of our, our way. out of the good place. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, hang out together in the bad place. I think right. one thing that is changing, hopefully. I don't know why it took so long or why it's, it hadn't happened before this, but I think that like current generations are trying to be happy. <laughs> like 
as opposed to <laughs> trying to be good, right? Because mm. for the longest time, it feels like the goal was to be good. And that doesn't actually, that didn't actually make people happy. There's like, you had to like self, you know, flagellate and stuff to be good, you know, like <laughs> deny yourself. And if other people weren't denying themselves, they were bad. You know what I mean? And now we're like, look, let's just all try to be happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm happy and you're happy, then maybe we're doing the right thing, you know? But if you're unhappy and you're trying to make me unhappy, maybe you're doing the wrong thing. And I think that finally, like the the youngest generation, I don't know, whatever they are, generation zippity doo <laughs> they are Zipling. really closer to that than we have ever been before. And I think that's the difference. Not that most people are good, but that most people recognize that maybe we're just on earth to be happy and maybe we can just do that. I like that Lindsay called the younger generation the zippity-doo-dah, which is probably like the <laughs> oldest thing you could call them. <laughs> right. Like generation so G willikers, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> generation neato. <laughs> you just fully outed yourself as a boomer. Sorry. You know, <laughs> if, if there is a boomer on here listening to this, and you are independently wealthy somehow and have a strong heart, give me a call. I'm I'm ready. Not all boomers. That's all. <laughs> all right. Let's pivot here. Okay, so there what's what I think You know there's a problem when Allie's getting everybody back on track. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very valid. So uh, the internet changes so rapidly. Was there anything you noticed? about the visual language? Were there changes between 2017 and 2022? You'll notice, I think, that it's a little more dynamic this time around. Like, things were changing at a more rapid rate. There was also, you know what? I actually don't know if they, like, announced it ahead of time, but people did seem prepared in a way that they obviously weren't when when Reddit first dropped it. So I think there was, like, literal artwork ready to go, essentially, if not in right away, then, like, in the very first minutes of it. Mm -hmm. And so people were, like, following certain directions, like, you know, kind of like, again, as I said, like, to me, any of those aesthetic choices feel like they come because it would became a little bit more top down this time around. I'm sure that there will be plenty of Redditors that disagree with me on that. But, you know, I think that's really where you see it. But I don't know, when you go pixel by pixel, it's interesting. I think if you take the million dollar homepage, you know, print it out on a poster, put it on your wall, and then stick that next to a screenshot of place from 2017 and screenshot of place from, from this year. And I think there's really amazing amount of similarities there when you just take something and you break it all the way down to pixels and put it out on a grid. I don't, I, I almost can't explain it. Well, the million dollar homepage was, I assume, almost exclusively logos. Yep. But like drawn in certain ways, you know, and not yeah. necessarily logos, but like kind of, again, like pixelated and, and uh, messaging and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or that it was that that, that real estate was primarily co-opted by brands who were advertising as opposed to communities who yeah. were kind of just uh, doing cool stuff, which is an inter interesting difference. Almost entirely ads, essentially, the million yeah. dollar homepage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So in what ways was this also kind of a manifestation of tribalism? <laughs> yeah, go on. Right, um, we're getting philosophical here. <laughs> yeah, please. Ready? Let me uh, just break out my uh, research. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, there's like, I don't know, it's interesting because it's like a lot of communities, but also a lot of factions, you know? And what does that sort of say about us? If I could make a point there, I think it would be that we often look at tribalism as bad, right? Especially as it happens on the internet. But that there, there is a real interesting and like a, a wonderful component to community that happens online when you find your tribe. And I think that like these Twitch streamers, these Discord servers, like that's what they are is like a bunch of people like finding other people that are super interested in creating this like random piece of art that's only going to last for several minutes. You know, it's like, it's not everybody that wants to do that. And it's not everybody that wants to fulfill a certain goal. So finding all of those people, creating a, uh, even a mini, you know, sprung up community around that is just like such a great part of what makes the internet special, I think. And, you know, kind of gets lost in the fact that, you know, a lot of times people make the assumption that, if you get people into groups, they're going to, again, like they're going to do the hate group thing. They're going to like try to spread hate. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Mm -hmm. Well, um, actually, as we head to a wrap, I would say, uh, in what ways is this project also sort of a microcosm for the Internet as a whole? 
I, I think a lot of the work that I do is trying to figure that out for a lot of different things. And of course, you never want to like extrapolate too much out from any one moment. Well, we were just talking, you know, about what's the next generation going to do with the internet. And I think they could just keep you know, spiraling out to the same centralized platforms. Maybe it's not Facebook, maybe it's something else, and maybe they'll do something like that. But I think more interestingly, and and what I'm seeing hints of is that they might take it in more in directions that feel more like this, where I think if you were explaining this to somebody, you know, much older or somebody that doesn't understand the internet very well or anything like that, it it wouldn't make any sense. It's very scattered and it doesn't, Hmm. you know, there's no cohesion to it. And it doesn't seem to have much of a point. And I think going back again, going back to that generation, just having a little bit of fun, I think you're starting to see that a lot. Even the the rise of Discord and stuff like that, this desire to spider out to like decentralized platforms, maybe come together and do things, but not necessarily spend all of your time, you know, on us, you know, a stodgy, the same kind of news feed day in, day out. So hopefully it's a hint of, of again, more fun coming back to the web, more interesting experiments happening. I think that if I'm going to take a hopeful view, I think that's that's what it would be. Think what you will about the the word decentralization because it sure. kind of has a stigma now with Web three and 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 crypto and NFTs. But like, God, that's still a lot of jargon. I just every time I hear that sentence, like decentralization, Web three, crypto, right, NFT, right, I'm yeah. like, ah! <laughs> right. Yes. But like, but set that aside, and it's like we have gone, th- we have lived through a social media age where everything and all of our communication is mediated by three companies that spy on us. What if it was different? And we're figuring that out. And not all of the decentralization stuff, obviously, is is awesome. But like, I hope that we get back to a, a geo cities or or you know make your own web page and you know everything's interoperable because it's verified on a network that makes sense to everyone and not owned by Mark Zuckerberg. I would like to see the the generation zippity doodah uh, get 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 there. I think they can do it. Let's do it. Zippity yay! Also, I think that song is from the most racist and unhappy situation. That isn't Correct. it from the song of the South? Isn't that what Correct. that song? Yes. That, oh God! Well, yes. you know, put on a happy face. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here. Zippity doodah. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, This has been very fascinating, and I hope that Reddit will do it again next year. I hope that Josh Wardle will create more moments of joy for us as well. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. I mean, he's plenty rich. And where can our listeners find you and your work, which is so, uh, your breakdowns are so thorough and digestible, and I love them. So where can other people find you? Yeah. So the best place to find me is thehistoryoftheweb.com. That's where my newsletter is. So I send out two a month, uh, the first and third Tuesday of every month. And I also kind of send out other various updates and links and things like that. So basically everything happens through the newsletter. My Twitter's linked up in there if you'd like to follow me, although I am not super active. And uh, yeah, that's that's the best place to find me. Well, thank you for coming. It was a blast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was great. That was delightful. Jay is almost as delightful as I imagine Josh Wardle to be. <laughs> You're like, our guest was great, but you know who we really want. Josh, I mean, honestly, if, if anyone listening him, knows down. Josh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, let us know. Yeah, it will be the best day of my life. I'm also upset that birds aren't real, that they got too big for us, and now they don't respond to my emails. I should have done God it sooner. It. We learned about them so long ago, and now they're blowing up. Wow, birds that's aren't too bad. real. I, I love, uh, you know, social experiments in general. Uh, Lindsay, this feels like something you could get down with, actually, because you, you like to spread joy on the streets. Mm-hmm. I do like to spread joy on the streets. Are you talking about when I handed out trophies to strangers? Yes. And in the sheets. And, uh, <laughs> the, <Matt. laughs> and the musicals in the street with James Gordon. Oh, yeah, the crosswalk you know. musical. Yes, yes. Yeah, but they pay me things. to do that. Yeah. Josh is literally out here doing this shit for free, and then they but pay you, him. You handed out trophies on the street. I thought that was that's super true. cute. I want to do that's that with true. you. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm sure I've said this, but like, um, that's such a fun, brilliant thing that you do, and it, it is content gold. Like, it is viral gold. Not that it should be like we gotta make a buck on this, but like, you could if you wanted to. You know, if you made a channel out of it or a TikTok out of it. Mm-hmm. I wish. I just am not organized enough. I need someone to see me doing it and then do it like, you know, the Mm. New York Times was like, hey, Josh, we see you out here. Give we going to give you money. 
And I'm well, waiting for I mean. that to happen you, to me. And then but you like, have to make it, you have to build it, and then it will become very popular. And then someone will want to advertise or buy it or whatever. And then that's that's how you get you get there. Yeah, that cool. takes a lot of work. That makes sense. I need to do some sort of get rich quick scheme. I want to just get rich slow, but I don't even know how that's to do it. That's a get rich slow. Yeah. Yeah. Making internet content is, is a, a get, get rich, rich slow endeavor. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I'm working on. I'm doing a get it's rich slow. It's more of a get rich maybe. <laughs> it's more of a get rich maybe <laughs> yeah. kind get of scheme. Get rich slow maybe. Yeah. Well, if you'd yeah. like to help me get rich maybe, follow me on TikTok. I'm Allie <laughs> underscore Goldie across um, platforms. So on Twitter, you can follow me, Allie underscore Goldie. Instagram, Allie underscore Goldie. TikTok's the one that actually seems to be yielding results. So I'm kind of focusing there, but um, she's a results oriented person y'all I am just existing you can find me at the Lindsay life across all platforms Lindsay with an E because my parents are phonetically gifted mm-hmm. uh, and hey I, I, I'm sorry I just met you and this is crazy but here's my number let's get rich maybe I'm in <laughs> we did fire Matt after that so um, <laughs> we hope that you call the number and tell him goodbye Reach us at that number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. You can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. And please, 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 if you've been enjoying the show, visit patreon.com slash 2G1P. No amount any is too small. Little, yeah, any little bit helps. Thank mm-hmm. you. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, discord.gg slash 2G1P. We love you all. Goodbye. Thank you. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Then compressed into a single pixel. I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing by Avital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Don't be a poo-poo head.